Hi everybody, this is Vicki and Chuck. He is uh, in the other room, but we're going to play one of his songs. Maybe it just depends on how long the video is. Maybe a couple of songs after I finish talking. Thank you very much for being here. Before I go any further, I just want to say a couple of things. We appreciate all of you so very much. We appreciate your love and all of the ways you support us. And I want to speak to the ones who have been helping us financially and to the ones who have uh, wanted to or have, have in the past but no longer are able to because of the circumstances of the economies and all of that stuff. First of all, to all of you who have ever helped us financially, thank you so much. We are deeply humbled and completely appreciative of everything that you've done. Um, I've said it before, and I know you've heard other people say it in ministry as well. We could not do what we do. We actually couldn't even remain in our home if we didn't have the help that we've had, much less would we be able to continue the ministry and, um, I mean, in the ways that we're doing it now. So thank you guys so much. Thank you for all of those who have made commitments to continue. And uh, we appreciate, guys, we just don't know how to say thank you. Thank you. We just, we praise God for you and we lift you all up in prayer. We know that everyone has their own trials and we're praying for you all. We're praying for your families, for your homes, for your finances. We're praying for uh, your relationships with God and for the work he has for you to do. We're praying for your deliverance and healing and every needful thing. We appreciate that you pray for us as well. I uh, That reminds me, I wanted to share with you, I have a sister, Penny, who went into the hospital yesterday. She has, a couple weeks ago, she fell. She went to the emergency room at her host local hospital and they checked her out and everything. They didn't see any breaks, but she kept having problems. And so she went back the other day, found out that her iron levels are have grown dangerously low and that her uh, somehow she's had some other problems, among them being that the fall broke her back her lower and her lower spine she's broken back there so please keep penny in prayer and um let's see I'm trying to think oh and chuck's brother george is doing really well he's home it's been a very miraculous thing that he was uh, after his open heart surgery within 24 hours he was out of the intensive care unit and in a regular room and within four days of going into the hospital, he was released to go home and finish healing. So God is good. We appreciate all of your prayers for George and we appreciate all the ones for Penny. And speaking of which, Teresa is gonna start doing, Teresa is our prayer team leader, prayer, prayer team ministries leader. And she and her family have finally found their new home in Washington and she is going to start doing I don't know that it'll be this week in my they're just you know they just got moved in so they've, they've got a lot of stuff to do still I don't know when she's gonna start but she is going to start doing the Thursday prayer videos and uh, when she gets those done she'll send them to me I'll get it all put together and upload it and all that but I'm excited about that because 
She's the prayer team leader, and it's just absolutely appropriate that she be the one that does the prayer video. So uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Oh, and one, well, a couple more things. If you haven't checked out Chuck's music channel, please go there and like and subscribe and share all of that kind of good stuff. And uh, the name of his channel is Chuck Adkins Music. It's on YouTube. The website, Gary's still working on the website as he has time and is able to get more done. So keep him in prayer. We have, let's see, Sunday afternoons at 2 o'clock Central, Central Time USA, we are having our online Vineyard Connections is what we're calling it. Vineyard Connections meetings. And it's just where the body comes and, you know, we all just come together and it's just been amazing. Have had wonderful times with those who have shown up. It's live, obviously, because it's Zoom. So if that's something you're interested in participating in or just at least checking out, send an email to Casey. And that email address is vineyardconnections at outlook.com. I am trying to think. I think that's probably about all I wanted to share with you. Thank you for being patient to sit through all of the, all of the, uh, um, I guess in church they would call them announcements. Through sitting through all the announcements. Thank you guys. Okay, I'm going to get started here. I've already prayed and Chuck has too. I encourage you to pray. Seek God, ask him if the things you're going to hear out of my mouth today are from him. Some of them you will absolutely know are because they are scripture, but you need to know if Father's talking to you about any of these things. And let's see what else. And please don't forget, share the, please share the messages, you guys. I, I kind of look at it like this is part of our responsibility when we hear something that's from God for the body then part of our stewardship as being in being part of the body one a member of the body is that we should share those things that God has said that are for the body so there you go some of the things that you'll hear today may be for you they may be for someone else you need to like I need to in every circumstance take things to God and say is this for me and if it is what do you want me to know okay so here we go um, today Today, Father was uh, kept saying this one verse in Scripture to me several times. I kept hearing it, and it's it's a psalm that I've read many times. Actually, I read part. I I read it on today's TLC as well, and it is the 19th Psalm. I am going to read it again though because some of you don't. Not everybody listens to TLC. Okay, Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tent for the sun, which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber, and like a strong man runs its course with joy. Its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them and there is nothing hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord 
is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. There's so much beauty and so much being said in this scripture. I'll go on. Verse 12, who can discern his errors? Declare me innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now here's what I kept hearing today, these verses. There is no language, there is no speech, there are no, there are no words whose voice is not heard. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There was, uh, uh, I'm sorry, there is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. There was a song, a uh, praise song, I think it was back in the 80s. Can't remember who sang it, but I kept hearing, and it's scripture, I kept hearing the way that song was written, and I just kept hearing it playing over and over in my head today. There is no language where you can't be heard. There is no language where the Lord can't be heard. In these verses, David is writing that the heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims his handiwork. Day pours out speech. Every day pours out speech. And every night reveals knowledge. There's no speech. There are no words where the voice is not heard. Their voice, the day and the night, goes out through all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. So what the Lord's saying to us, look, every day declares my glory. Every night declares my glory. The heavens declare the glory of God. Even the sky proclaims his handiwork, what he has done. There's no one anywhere ever, any time in history, who hasn't experienced the day or the night. God's heavens, God's daytime, God's nighttime, all pouring out glory, declaring speaking by their very existence that the Creator lives. The Creator God Almighty lives. We have no excuse. Nobody will ever have an excuse. And it's also in the New Testament, I'm trying to remember where it is, I can't remember offhand, where he talks about that. Even the very creation itself declares the glory of God. Okay, you guys. 
So here's the question, and I know we're back in the classroom. Here's the question I feel like the Lord's asking. If the daytime declares my glory and the nighttime declares my glory, if everything in creation declares my glory just because it exists, what are you doing to declare my glory? What are you doing? Now remember when I talk to you and I'm and I'm speaking as the Lord is directing me, then I'm also talking to me, okay? So there's not criticism or judgment in me, no matter how intense I sound at any point in any message. God's question is, what are you doing to declare my glory? So many times we feel like, well, I can't do anything, I don't know anything, and I'm, I really, I just don't know very much, or I'm a brand new believer, I just, or I've been beaten up so much, I just don't even want to talk anymore. Okay, let's talk about some of those things. Okay, let's start with the last one. I've been beaten up so much, I just don't want to talk anymore. Do you know the enemy's trying to shut your mouth? I know he is. If you have gotten to the point where you've been beaten up so much, whether it's about the Lord or in any other way, but you have been verbally berated so much that you've lost your confidence, that you have, you feel like the smartest thing for you to do is just go away, sit down, be quiet, don't open your mouth again. You're listening to the liar. It maybe doesn't feel like that, but that's exactly what's going on. And I'm going to give you some proof. <laughs> And I'm going to do it with a personal testimony. That very thing that I just described has happened to me in my own life. And it's happened so much. There came a day, one, one time years ago, that I said, okay, fine. I just won't talk anymore. I just won't talk anymore. Because it just doesn't seem like whatever I'm saying, it just, you know, I get backlash. And I made that, I made that vow, basically, initially. It didn't last very long, though, and here's why. Because the Lord said to me, Vicki, the, the enemy is trying to shut your mouth. Because that's what I use. You guys, the Lord wants to use your mouth, too. And if you have been so beaten up, if people have mocked you, made fun of you because you believe in the Lord or you talk about Him or because you don't live like the rest of the world does, the enemy's trying to shut your mouth when you say, I'm just not going to talk anymore. I just want, you know, I've been hurt too many times. Okay, so I'm going to talk to you like I felt like the Lord was talking to me, basically. Get over it. Get over yourself. Get over your self-pity. Let it go. You are here to do exactly what the heavens are doing, what the day and the night are doing, day after day after day. They pour forth speech. That means they are declaring the glory of God every day and every night. I read something recently and I thought, oh my goodness, I never thought about it that way. 
if we didn't have the stars in the heavens, if we didn't have the uh, the moon and all of that stuff, if we didn't have the night sky to look at or the sun up there and everything was just warm all the time, it would be easy to believe that this is all there is. This earth is all there is. But even gazing into the stars is evidence that there is more, something greater than we are and than this place is. There is a creator. There is something beyond what we see in the day sky or the night sky or just the stuff that's around us all of the time. Don't let the enemy shut your mouth. Don't let self-pity shut your mouth. Don't let self-preservation shut your mouth. Don't let anything shut your mouth. If you belong to God and you are trying to follow him, yeah, you're going to mess up just like I mess up. We're going to mess up sometimes. We're going to fail. We're going to, you know, we're going to think things we shouldn't think or we're going to do or say things we shouldn't do or say or we're going to stop doing things that we should be doing or not even take them up, whatever. We are flesh and blood. We are going to fail at times. We don't stay in the failure, though, and we certainly don't let the failure drag us into uh, passivity and inactivity and guilt and shame. We repent, we get up, we keep going. For some reason, it just doesn't set well to think about how God created us for his glory, sent his son to die for us for his glory so that we would be able to be forgiven for our sins. And yet, we're not even doing what the stars, the day and the nighttime do. We're not even pouring forth speech every day, every day. God hears them proclaiming who he is every day. People look around and see evidence of him every day. So when the enemy says to you, shut your mouth, what do you have to say? Who's going to listen to you? Oh, goodness. Thank you, Father. Uh, boy, he just dropped this really hard into my spirit. Some of you sitting out there going, I just want to be able to speak in tongues. I just want to be able to speak in tongues. That's it. I just want to be able to speak in tongues. And you are so preoccupied with that. Feeling like you've asked God a million times and you're still not doing it. Listen, you guys. Think about this. Father knows the gifts he wants to give you. He knows what he wants to do with you and through you and in you and to you and for you and about you. It's good that you want to be able to talk to him in every way possible. I understand that and I've shared with you that testimony in the past and what happened with all of that. But if you go to scripture, and this is where I really feel like scripture's been manipulated again. If you go to scripture, I mean not by, just by, well anyway. You go to scripture and Paul says, you know, some people this, that, and the other, and all these different gifts, and he said, but, and I, I want you to desire earnestly the best gifts, but he said above everything that you would prophesy. 
He didn't say that above everything you would speak in tongues, above everything that you would prophesy. And you know what? The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. A lot of times people feel like, well, I just, you know, I can't, I don't know how to do this or that. Or, I, I, don't, I don't know all the Bible. I haven't read every single verse all the way through. I just, it's time for the body of Christ to focus and prioritize. I'm going to share something here that I, when I was talking to the Lord about all this, I was asking him about something and I ended up coming across this, uh, let's see, where is it? Let me, let me get this for you guys. Yeah. Okay. In verse 13 of, chap of uh, the 19th Psalm, it says, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I'll be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Okay. So I came across this. Um, well, I'm just going to look that up. And I found something called the Enduring Word Bible Commentary. And this is really good because, oh, well, you're going to find out why it's really good. Okay. So he's in this, uh, in this particular verse, in this commentary, here is how the Enduring Word Bible con Commentary uh, addresses that. And remember the verses, keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. They say, David added this because he knew that his problem was greater than secret faults and unknown errors. Without God's help, which he prayed here for, he was also perfectly capable of committing presumptuous sins, sins done a in a proud and knowing way. And then they go on to list, this is really good if you're struggling with a, a particular sin that you just really can't seem to get past. Listen to this, this is really good. Things that make sin presumptuous. Now they're going to take us down through the whole, uh, it's like a down a path, here we go. Things that make sin presumptuous, when we know better, when friends have warned us, when God himself has warned us, when we have warned others against the same sins, when we plan and relish or enjoy our sins. The description of errors and secret faults and presumptuous sins remind us that sin has a progression. And here they break the progression down, you guys like this. It goes from passing temptation to chosen thought. So we have a passing temptation, something tempts us, and it becomes a thought that we choose to become an object of our meditation. In other words, I'm trying to I'm trying to say it in a way that's so we have a passing temptation and it goes from passing temptation to chosen thought and then it goes from chosen thought to object of meditation so something's tempted us and then that's a thought and that thought that particular chosen thought if we don't let go of it 
it becomes an object of meditation. It's something we think about and think about. And then it goes from being an object of meditation to a wished for fulfillment. So let's just say, well, something has tempted me and I kind of think about that. Not just in that moment when I've been tempted, but I continue to think about it. I just let it keep coming up in my mind. And then I start to wish for it to be fulfilled. So now I'm wishing for it to be fulfilled and now I'm gonna plan an action to make that happen. So it goes from being a planned action to, to an opportunity sought. It goes from, I'm planning on doing something about this, now I have to find a way, an opportunity to make that happen. And then it goes from looking for the opportunity to actually performing the act. Okay, so well, let's say I enjoyed that. So now it goes from being a performed act to a repeated action. And then it goes from being a repeated action to being a delight, and that's a presumptuous sin. It goes from being delight to new and various ways to do that action. It goes from new and various ways to becoming a habit. And then if it persists and we let that habit happen, here's what happens, you guys. It goes from habit to idolatry, demanding to be served. It goes from idolatry to sacrifice and from sacrifice to slavery. I will use, I will use a sin in my own life that you know I've used before. I'm going to use it again <clears throat> to explain this. One day I'm standing in a in a, a club that I was singing in with my mom back in the 1970s. I was 20 years old. It was a what, what the world would call a really nice club and there were people in there, you know, all fancy in their attire and everything. And I looked around the club and everybody in that room, practically, either had a cigar, a cigarette, or a pipe but they were almost all smoking. So here was the temptation that came. You don't fit in. Maybe you should be doing that too. You're not doing, you know, you need to fit in. So if you want to fit in, maybe you should smoke. Well, long story short, I was 20 years old at the time. 15 years later, I looked back on a life of addiction, idolatry, four packs of cigarettes a day. So the temptation was to try smoking in case I might fit in. And that temptation, that thought, I just kept playing around with that. And then it just, I started meditating on it and thinking, I, maybe I should make this happen. And so now I got a plan in action. I got to figure out how to do this because I can't be smoking at home. It would have to be something I'd have to hide. So now I'm looking for the opportunity and I'm doing it away from home. And it was just, and then, and then uh, I had to make myself like it because I actually hated it. But I got to where, okay, all right. So I've repeated the action and then I started enjoying it. 
And then it became a habit. And that habit turned into idolatry, and it demanded to be served. If you are in any kind of addiction, you know this is true. You can say a billion times a day, but for those of us who have come out of that, we're going to say, no, you're not, you're not being honest with yourself. You can say a million times a day, I can quit anytime I want. The deal is you don't want to, or you would, but now you've allowed an idol to be set up in your heart. And that idol deter, de demands that you serve it. And so the next thing that happens, like with me, and this was just one of the things that I, that the Lord had to deliver me from, that idolatry turned into sacrifice. I would sacrifice other things to be able to serve that idol, that habit of smoking. I sacrificed money. I sacrificed uh, my health. I, I sacrificed a lot of stuff because of that idol. And that idol turned into slavery, bondage for me. Here's the deal. There is no temptation that's overtaken you that you can't be delivered from. There is no bondage you are in, no addiction, no sin you are in that you cannot be delivered from. The question is, do you really want to be? And the next question is, do you believe God's able to? He always makes a way to escape, but are we willing to take it? So now we're walking around and the heavens are declaring God's glory. The day and night are constantly showing, declaring, speaking God's glory. No language on this earth, no person, no anybody, nothing, everything that ever has been on this earth. All they have to do is be alive. In the daytime, the daytime is pouring forth speech. Every language, everybody, everything hears and knows God is real. Those things give him glory and honor. The daytime and the nighttime pour forth speech. Now Father has made us out of the dust of this earth and said, I want you to glorify me day after day and night after night. You're able to get out of the things that stop you from being able to do that. We all are able. He makes a way for us to, to escape. In the 95th Psalm, chapter, uh, uh, verse 7, wait, no, let's start with 6. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah and on the day at Messiah in the wilderness when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work, 
For 40 years, I loathed that generation and said, there are people who go astray in their heart and they haven't known my ways, they shall. Therefore, I swear in my wrath, they will not enter my rest. The enemy comes and brings condemnation. First, he comes and brings temptation. We don't take every thought captive. And so the next thing you know, for whatever reason, we're considering that temptation over and over. He's more than willing to put it in front of our faces and say, remember you saw this, what do you think? Or remember you thought about this, what do you think? And if we don't stop it then, then the end of the journey is like the end of the journey I made for those 15 years of bondage and addiction, of idolatry, of sacrifice and slavery. When God created me, to magnify his name, to glorify his name, day after day and night after night. There will be a throne in my heart and in your heart. What is on that throne? I know we just did a message on this. Goodness sakes, what a week or so ago. There are a lot of different things so many different things that we can be in bondage to. We can be in bondage because we just look at ourselves and say, well, I just want to feel good and do what I feel like doing. So we give ourselves over to the lusts of our flesh. That can be a whole bunch of different things, you guys. And the thing I know about my father is that when he is speaking to his people, if our hearts are not so hard that we refuse to hear him because we have stayed in a presumptuous sin for so long and we refuse to lay it down, it doesn't even matter what our excuse is. But if our Father is telling us something and we still have ears to hear him, he'll let us know what he's talking about. It can be so many different things because the enemy comes in so many different ways and our flesh is very happy to get in agreement with him. But God is trying to build a lot of things in his people. He's trying to teach us what the truth is. He's trying to get us to get our eyes off of ourselves. He's trying to get us to believe him. He wants us to believe him. It doesn't matter if you haven't gone to seminary. It doesn't matter if you've read the Bible cover to cover yet. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. It only matters what God thinks. It doesn't even matter what you think about you. It matters what God thinks. So if you are struggling with something that's preventing you from day to day to day and from night to night to night, just like the heavens, like the day and the night, something that's preventing you from being able to glorify the king. Get rid of that. 
We're not going to be able to go in his kingdom carrying all these little rebellious things. We can't even go. You know, how how are we going to stand before him one day and, and listen to him say, well, what did you do with what I gave you? We're not going to be able to stand there and expect to be able to stay and say, well, I didn't want anybody to, people didn't like me or they, people were mean to me or I just, you know, I wasted my life in these ways. I wasted the talent you gave me. I hid it, I buried it in the ground. I didn't want to bring it out because, you know, somebody might have said something or done something or I might have lost my husband, wife, parents, children, whatever. My friends, my job. So I just chose to keep my mouth shut and just knew you would understand. Well, there's the scripture where he says, the one who's ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of before my Father in heaven. We can't be cowardly. We can't be stuck in addiction. We can't look like the world. We've got to stop sounding like the world. We can't act like the world. And expect that we will be with him. I don't think I've said it for a while, so I'm going to say it now. God wants a holy people. He wants a set-apart people. He wants a people that will praise Him, that will honor Him, that will glorify His name in all the earth. And I'm going to address this just very quickly. It's interesting because I heard somebody else address it on a video earlier today. So I, I love that. God's talking, you guys. When he spoke to his people and said, go into all the world, heal the sick, raise the dead, preach the gospel, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, freely you have received, freely give. Well, there's a whole thing right there. But I want to say this about that, that uh, commission he gave. He was not just talking to men. And if you go read those words again, he said, preach the gospel. I know there are people that really have a hard time with women preaching the gospel. There are people that have a hard time with women that God is using in leadership positions in the body of Christ. There is a vast difference between leadership in the home where the man is the head and leadership in the body of Christ where Messiah said there is no male or female in him. He doesn't play favorites. He commissioned us all to go into all the world. Okay, so so here's what I hear somebody saying now. Oh, well, but I don't know where to go or what to do. Go into your sphere of influence. Where do you go to the, where do you go shopping? Where who who do you know? What do you you know, live your life. 
And remember that everywhere you go, you are called to be an ambassador for our Savior. So do that. Don't be afraid or ashamed. Don't be worried that you're going to get it wrong. Don't be thinking that you have to get on a plane or a boat and go to some foreign country. If that's what God does, that's fine. But I'm telling you, there are people that you know and people around you and people that you see when you leave your home who don't know, who don't know him. Just think about this for a second, you guys. The heavens declare the glory of God and, his handy, and proclaim his handiwork. They're not looking around trying to figure out now where exactly should I do it. They're just doing it. Daytime is just doing it. They're not trying to figure out, well, should I just shine the sunshine on this person over here and not on that one over there because they won't receive that this is, you know, the glor glorifying God or not. See how ridiculous that is? Day after day, every day, this day glorifies God. This day proclaims God. This night proclaims God's glory. The heavens are constantly, just like the day and night, declaring the glory of God and his handiwork. We are the people that he has chosen for himself. We've been created for his glory. We've been created for his purposes in the earth. We've been created to, to declare the glory of God. So we live like that. We don't live in addiction. We don't live in bondage. We don't live in shame. We don't live in guilt. We don't live in receiving the oppression and the attacks of the enemy that say, you're not good enough. Sit down, shut your mouth, shut your mouth, shut your mouth. We don't live like that. Those are not warriors. Those are wimps. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't say you can't do something. Don't say that you just don't have what it takes to be able to do what needs to be done. God is able to equip you and that's his desire. But is it your desire to be equipped? Is it your desire to do what he wants you to do more than it's your desire to do what your flesh says or what somebody tells you to do or not to do? What is your greatest desire? You have to search your heart just, you know, just think about that. Search your own heart and then trust God. Stop looking at your inabilities and look at his very capable, capable capabilities. <laughs> I don't even know that made sense. You know what I mean. Stop looking at you. Look at him. Stop listening to what people have to say about what you shouldn't, shouldn't do and all of that. Go to God. Find out what he has to say and declare the glory of God. He will equip you guys. Forgive yourself when, you're, when you failed. Leave the past in the past. Leave it back there. Leave all of the stuff people have done to you back there. Leave it back behind you. Go forward with Christ. Go forward with the Savior.
I saw this a while ago, so I'm going to tell you about it. I saw a person just standing, and all of their armor, their sword, their shield, everything, just laying on the ground in front of them. They just felt too beaten up, or they just, and they just didn't feel like, you know, they had what it takes to be able to do what needs to be done. In Ephesians 6, it doesn't say God will put on you the whole armor of God. He says, you put it on. Put on the helmet of salvation. Put these things on. Take up the sword of the Spirit and the shield of faith. God's not going to come and do everything for us. We have to do our part. We have to. He's not going to come and put a helmet of salvation on our head and a breastplate of righteousness on us. He's not going to do all that stuff. He's not going to go do the work he gave us to do. He didn't say, go into all the world, heal the sick, raise the dead, preach the gospel, cast out demons, cleanse the lepers, freely you've received, now freely give. And by the way, I'll come and do all of those things for you. He said, take up your cross, follow me, live the way I lived, learn what I want, get to know me. I will walk with you through my spirit every day. I will equip you. When you need something, come to me and ask. We have such an amazing father. How blessed we are to know that he's called us. How very blessed. And when people say, well, I don't know if he's called me. Maybe this was my idea. No, it wasn't. You're not that good. Neither am I. We're not following him because we're so smart and we're so good. We didn't come to him because we're so brilliant and we knew exactly the right thing to do. No, we can take no credit. He said nobody comes to him unless his spirit draws them. And I just want to say this. You can get in the Bible. Anybody, anybody can get in the Bible and read every single word and know every single Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic uh, part of uh, interpretation, understanding of all of those things. You can know the culture in which the words were written you, and the experiences happened. You can know absolutely everything about the Bible. Old and New Testament. It's not what's going to take you into the kingdom of heaven. Remember that Satan, the devils, know it better than you or I. It's going to be because you walk with him every day. When you fail, when you sin, you get up, you repent, you keep going, you keep following him. He's done his part to make this possible. We didn't come to him because of any goodness of our own. We cannot claim that. We cannot claim anything. All we can do is follow. Get to know him. Declare his glory. You would not be even the least bit interested if he didn't call you. So that's a lie that if you have believed, you need to cast it down. You have to learn to take every thought captive. Guys, this road is very, 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 very narrow. It's not that big, huge, wide road that everybody 
is walking on thinking all you got to do is name the name of Jesus and that's it. You're in, you're done. It's not that road. People don't like the Old Testament. They say, oh no, that's the law. It's done away with. And they use all these scriptures and they don't get that that word law literally means it's the loving instruction of our Father God to help us know how to live. We've been called to be set apart. We've been called to be holy. That's what that means, to be holy, to be set apart. He is holy. He is set apart. We are called to look like him. I'm praying for all of us. I know you guys are praying too. Father, search us and know our hearts. Try us and know our reins. Let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Father, when we choose when we're tempted and we're, we're choosing to entertain that thought until it comes to full, full blown sin and slavery. Please help us see, help us see what we need to see. I want to read one more. I'm going to get run one more scripture. Oh, well, okay. I'm already at 50 minutes. Hang on just a second, guys. I want to read a scripture to you that get it back up here I hope I've got it in front of me here it is Psalm no wait let me see here see if I can find it Bear with me just for a second. Okay, it's First John, chapter three, verses six through nine. No one who abides in Him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen Him or known Him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning for God's seed abides in him, and he cannot keep on sinning because he has been born of God. We don't have to keep doing the wrong thing. It doesn't mean we're not going to fail. It means that we have a Savior who can help us see what we need to see and come out of the sin that we've been in so that we can do what the heavens do. We can declare the glory of God. We can proclaim his handiwork. We can be like the day and the night, declaring his glory, pouring forth speech, 
day after day after day so that those whose lives we are involved in and those whose lives God brings into our life will see and hear and know that our God is good and gracious and glorious and kind and loving and gentle and fierce and powerful and he means what he says that he is the creator of all things that no one and nothing will ever ever be able to dethrone him that he will have his way that he will have a holy people that his desire is that no one no one no one is lost we only have a certain amount of time on this earth and for whatever the remaining days we are God is saying to his people are you ready to stand up are you ready to get into this battle because you're in it already but are you ready to start fighting back against the thoughts and the attacks and the words of the enemy against the things that have held you back from doing what you were created to do which was to bring glory and honor to your father in heaven are you ready to do that are you ready to enter this war are you ready to stop saying well it's too hard and I can't do it are you ready to stop whining and stand are you ready to stand up and to be his warrior in this earth this day just like scripture says today if you hear his voice do not harden your heart once again I'm gonna say to you guys what I say to you from him applies to me too this is not me finger pointing at you this is God saying to all of us will you not harden your hearts will you humble yourselves will you follow me will you quit crying like little babies and saying I can't do it it's just too hard will you stand up and recognize that I am the great I am that I am able to finish the work I've started in you but I'm asking you to get on the program with me Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for everyone who's listening. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in us. Thank you for the refining and the purifying fire that you pour, that you breathe into your people to make us clean. You've already paid for us to be cleansed. You've already done it through the gift of your son. But God, we continue and we have got to stop to dirty our garments. We continue to spot our robes. Forgive us for that. You said we are to keep our garments clean. Help us see what that means. If we don't understand, help us see what that means. Help us learn what it means to walk uprightly in humility in holiness before our father and our God so that we can declare the glory of God like the daytime like the nighttime like the heavens day after day after day pouring forth speech there is no language that cannot be heard anything you put in our mouths to say your word will not return to you void father Help us see that you're asking us to turn our lives, our hearts, our actions, everything about us over to you if we want to be in your kingdom. Thank you, God, for all of these things. In the name of our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Word of God, the one who is faithful and true. Amen. Love you guys. I'm going to play one of Chuck's songs. Please. 
share this message. Bye for now. Here comes Chuck. Chuck.